This is the Extravagant Promises Podcast, and I'm your host, Gregory. Tonight is episode number 50, Straight Up Righteous. tonight's episode I'm, I'm very excited by the way that we've reached 50 episodes and I'm trying in the end of 2020 and going into the new year now to publish content every Wednesday or at least every week uh, one episode per week so I'm beyond excited that I've reached 50 episodes and I've got a small group of listeners out here that the app I use to produce this podcast, which is called Anchor, and I think it's through Spotify, and it publishes it everywhere, but um, it tells me there's a, a nice little uh, community out there. Um, it's it's small, but we are fierce, and we're fierce in our recovery and our gratitude and our love. So before I start, the usual four items. Um, first, this is not an AA meeting or meant to be an AA meeting. It's merely a compliment to AA and recovery and hopefully can serve as, as a supplement uh, to your, your recovery journey. Um, number two, I'm not a mental health provider or a health care provider of any kind. I, I <laughs> Given all the hubbub recently about doctorates and things like that, I do hold a doctorate, but it, it's got the word juris in front of it, so I don't even like using that term. Um, but I am not a, a doctor, and I don't play one on TV. And please, I do encourage everyone to have a mental health component to their program it, it just it can do it's it's a force multiplier for sure and um but but i can am not qualified to give medical advice number three this will always be a commercial free endeavor an act of charity purely service i will never solicit nor accept any kind of contributions or advertisement for this podcast Number four, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. So please respect my anonymity, and I promise you I will respect yours. I will never out anyone. I will never um, uh, identify anyone unless you choose uh, to tell me that you would like me to if you're a guest on the podcast, something like that. But otherwise, this is a sacred uh, vow of mine, which is to protect you and to protect me. I ask it. I, my my identity, which is pretty easy to probably discern, um, that I be just, you know, protect me, please. And um, anyway, with that said, I do encourage you to reach out to me um, through the interwebs, uh, the internet. You can get me on Instagram at Extravagant Promises Podcast. You can DM me there or leave a comment in the podcast uh, comments um, or the posting comments for this episode. You can also reach me at Gregory B, that's G-R-E-G-O-R-Y, letter B, at, at extravagantpromisespodcast.com. <laughs> Sorry, trying to get my correct email address. It's Gregory B at extravagantpromisespodcast.com. So, with that said, on with the show. We, we, last week we talked about... Um, the book Homely Virtues by John Watson, 
slash Ian McLaren. I have not quite figured out if these are two different people. I think it is the same person, but for some reason back then, people used pseudonyms um, more readily maybe than they do today. Or maybe not. I don't I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know. But but whoever this was wrote the book Homely Virtues in 1903, and parts of it were published around the world. And there is a chapter at the end called Courtesy, which is really just strikes me so deeply in my heart with love and gratitude and is the essence, I believe, of our um, especially the holidays and all, but it's the essence of our program of, of, of kindness kindness to yourself, kindness from your higher power to your higher power and to uh, your fellow man and woman, especially those in the rooms who are suffering, in and out of the rooms who are suffering. But I, I really endeavored to find out where this article had come from. And as you've heard me say before, it's because I got a little tired of seeing quotes on bumper stickers like Plato, be kind, every man is fighting a hard battle. And I thought, did Plato really say that? And and I found out that no, in fact, Plato did not say that. And it, it came from this, this article. So I tracked down the book and I am going through it in just excerpts from it to read and discuss in this podcast. And last week we talked about ordinary people which I just think was tremendous. Um, it was probably my most fun podcast episode just to be able to talk about that and the um, incredible uh, meaning that came from it. And, and there's so much that's, that's wrapped up in that, and, and especially in the 12 and 12 and the, the notion of true ambition and walking humbly before the grace of God. This, this idea that, I mean, God almighty, as an alcoholic, I mean, isn't that one of the biggest things that leads to our resentments and our, our disease and how it works is that we are just so terminally unique and special. And I did an episode on the phrase terminal and terminal uniqueness and how that phrase bothers me. But, but the idea that somehow we just cannot be an ordinary person, we have to feel so much more intensely or kill those feelings or, you know, we're just can't be a man among men, a partner among partners, you know, a, uh, uh, an ordinary person. And, and it really is be, by being ordinary that we can have an extraordinary life and by being ordinary that we can have that profound happiness that has eluded so many of us our whole lives and led us to shame inducing behavior and led us into the dark, the darkness, uh, drugs, alcohol, self shame inducing behaviors, um, self-harm, things like that. But we've seen the light. We're coming out into the light through the grace of God and our program. So straightness is the first chapter. And this is written in 1903. So when they were talking about straight, they, they, they did not mean sexual, gender, sex, gender, uh, biology, orientation, preference, and any of those terms, none of those terms applied here. This is straightness in the sense of righteousness, in the sense of a straight deal, a regular deal, an ordinary, honest, genuine deal, a good deal, genuine, authentic. So let me just get into it. The first chapter is straightness. It seems a far cry from the 15th Psalm to a modern exchange, and the circumstance of the East long before Christ and of the West in our day are very different. 
Yet it is, it is a suggestive fact that their moral judgment of a psalmist and a Western merchant agrees to the letter upon the description of a man of honor. No doubt the psalmist, with his genius for religion, states the case for, a de for decision after a more impressive fashion. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? And the merchant would rather ask, in our secular form of speech, is he the right kind? It is natural to inquire who is fit for fellowship with God, and natural to ask who is fit for fellowship with men. And it comes to the same thing in the end. For if a man's morality gives him entrance to God's tabernacle, he will be welcome in any respectable human society. But if a man be cast out on moral grounds from such society, he may not hope to dwell in God's holy hill. The Old Testament writer would call his ideal man righteous, which is one of the lordly words of human speech, and we, in our anxiety to keep clear of Kant, would prefer to sum him up as straight. But let us understand that this familiar term, handed, um, handed about among old and young, religious and non-religious, is simply the homily equivalent, excuse me, the homely equivalent of righteous. An idea, like a soldier, has its parade uniform and its working dress, and straight is the undress of righteous. Righteousness in the Old Testament is not a theological, but an ethical word, and has to do not with a person's creed, but with a person's character. Let's think about that, like not, not with a person's creed. Think about how we are in the program. I mean, we get called, oh, you're a, you're a faith-based program, which I take issue with. It's not, it's, it's in, in, in the, the program is not about developing a creed. It's about developing our character. We can come from any creed or have no creed. We can be religious or atheist or agnostic or questioning. And yet it is, it is our character that, that, that we lay bare, that we lay, lay at the altar of our, of our higher power, our group, our group consciousness, our, our, uh, with, with, total humility and total brutal self-awareness and that's where we build our character the righteous man of psalms is the righteous man the world over in every exchange every club every society every workshop and in calling righteousness by the name of straightness we have acclimatized this noble quality in the speech of modern life there are two types of men and by their comparison, we can remind ourselves what is meant by straight. There is the man who may be clever and interesting and good-natured, and even, in a sense, pious, but on whom you may not depend. Let's read that again. Upon whom you may not depend. If you ask him an inconvenient question, he will prevaricate in his answer, and you will find that his words have a double meaning, so that while you wait for him at the front end, front, and, as you suppose, only door of the house, he has sneaked out, the back, out at the back door. If you make a bargain with him, it will be your wisdom to have his proposal in black and white without delay, since the chances are, if the market goes against him, he will assure you, with many a profession of regret, that you misunderstood his figure. When goods are delivered by this man, it is absolutely necessary to verify every quality by the sample, since... Through some carelessness on the part of his people, an inferior value is apt to be sent. If he asks for assistance in some emergency, you may take it for granted that his affairs are much worse than he has told you. And if he succeeds in borrowing money, he will have a hundred excuses for not repaying it. 
Should his firm be compelled to stop payment, very strong remarks indeed will be made upon the condition of his books. And if he becomes bankrupt, the chances are he will be refused a discharge. When he plunges into a controversy, he will misquote his opponent's words or wrench them out of their context. And when he played games at school, he came as near cheating as he could. He is tricky, shifty, smooth-tongued, double-faced, not straight. Um, let's pause for a second and look at that. I mean, could you not just be describing? I mean, I, I think of the, the, my demon, my my disease, that the, the 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 lesser angels of my nature, the lesser angel of my character. I mean, shit, tricky, shifty, smooth tongued, double face, not straight. I mean, not a straight shooter. You know, just a bad guy, a bad woman, whatever you, however you want to use the, you know, this is nineteen eighty three, so obviously everything is in the male gender. And I apologize for that, um, but I, you know, I'm reading it as it is. And, you know, I just look at that and I think, God, you know, I'm, I would never be like that. And I think about, you know, isn't that the story of almost every alcoholic, you know, when we hear your stories in the rooms and I hear our stories and we share, isn't that how it was, is that we were laid low in our character. You know, that's what. Our disease, whether whether our disease led us to drink and the drink led us to, to took the character or whether our our character was, you know, broken and seeking the drink as a way to uh, heal or, or a, a foul medicine. And, and it then became, uh, you know, that even more poisonous to our character. Who cares how, how we got here? We're here. Um but let's take a look at the other side of this. Over against him, there is the man who may be plain in manner and blunt of speech and slow in understanding, who perhaps may make no profession of religion, but who can be depend upon, depended upon at all times in every word he speaks and in everything he does. His smile may not be so taking nor his style so plausible. But he looks you in the face, and his words have the accent of sincerity. He means what he says, and he says what he means. And if you quote him, you will never be left in the lurch. He may be long in coming to a decision, and he, and he may be hard in a bargain. When the bargain is made, whether by word or mouth or a nod of the head, just as much as by a letter which has been copied, he will stand by it, though he lose his last penny." He will not whine about his losses, for they are the fortune of war. Nor will he brag about his honesty, for he expects that to be taken for granted. If you have to meet him in debate, he may press you hard and be very keen in his views, but he will always deal fairly with you. Looking for the sense of what you have said, and not taking advantage of the words. If he has a quarrel with you, he will have it out with you face to face and would scorn to slander you behind your back. He also may be unable someday to pay his debts, and that will be the bitterest trial of his life. Well, he will work night and day to regain his prosperity, and then he will pay his creditors, every one, with interest. Never was he known to make capital out of any doubtful point in a game, for though he was eager to win, he was still more determined to win like a sportsman. And this is what we mean by a straight man. Wow. I'll go on for a... Well, 
think more phrase from more more further down the man who cheats at a game who goes back upon a bargain who shirks the post of danger who flinches away another doctor's who filches away another doctor's patient who exposes a woman's frailty who brings up the catastrophe in a man's private life is despised and cast out of the world the pariah of the world is a sneak and for him there is no more mercy than for a rat upon the other hand while one firmly believes that the that the church sets upon the whole an example of unparalleled virtue. Excuse me, I, I, I had a, a, a tough time reading here. Um, anyway, sorry for the, the, the mental uh, pause there. The, it, it goes on and, and it's very, very good. It just, it, it, Again, the translation from 1903, uh, English proper uh, grammar and, and speech and the religious connotations sometimes, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, put it through a little bit of a filter for a more modern audience. And that's somewhat more difficult. But the point of all of this is that just what we've been talking about in these last episodes is, is isn't this what our 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 program gave us, you know, it, 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 it may not be for everybody. And, and, and I apologize if there are folks out there who are like, you know, Hey, this isn't, this isn't my, my, my jam. This isn't my deal. Um, I get it. You know, but for me, it was like, I never wanted to be a person who was not a man of his word. I never wanted to be a sneak, a cheat, a liar, a thief, any of those things. I never woke up and thought, gosh, you know, the, the, the best thing I can think of myself is to be dishonest, you know. And yet, how much of our disease is rooted in dishonesty? And a dishonesty, even at the most ethereal, the highest sort of spiritual level where we're dishonest about our, our religion or we're dishonest about our, our sobriety, dishonest to ourselves, you know, all the way down to the person who's stealing from his partners or her, she's, you know, uh, cheating on her husband or, or her spouse or partner. You know, that kind of dishonesty just is so soul sickening. And and to me, that's what I just love about this book is where it's it just um, uh, where it really tries to identify those the, the truly the homely virtues and 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 how honesty we one of the first books we read in this podcast was called lying by sam harris and how it changed my life and how being 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 humble and being someone the the, the greatest thing someone can say is you know that 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 gregory was he was an honest man he was a kind man he was a generous man with his time his his talent his treasure whatever he was generous of spirit he was he was a he you know when he said something he he was going to do something he did it when he said something he meant it i mean is there anything that's more ordinary and yet more extraordinary i think i think not <laughs> so so to my uh loving listeners out there um Let's continue on this theme into 2021. Let's continue being ordinary people, 
ordinary in the highest sense of the word. The idea of just being straight, of being righteous, not righteous or self-righteous, you know, and you can see that's why this, this, this writer turned away from the term righteous, term righteous and use straightness. And I'm hesitating to use straightness because of the, you know, the political and, and societal, uh, uh, it's, the, the term has been usurped in so many ways. You know, I'm not remotely talking about that. I'm talking about when we say a straight shooter, an even keel, an honest person, uh, you know, the, the, and, and righteous to mean good, a good man, a good woman. That is so crucial to our program. You know, we cannot be great in recovery until we are good in recovery. And we cannot be good in recovery until we are great in recovery. And I'll explain that and maybe do a whole podcast episode of it. We can be technically sober and technically abstain and be, quote, great in it and add day and day and day, but not have a good program, being good meaning giving to the program, give, take, giving more than we take. You know, we, could, we can sit here and say, well, I got a great program because I got five years of sobriety and you know, I've never, you know, I do this. I mean, that, that could be considered great. And your life may be objectively great, but you're not necessarily good. You're not calling the other alcoholic. You're not sponsoring another guy or another woman, you know, who's in, 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 in need not making coffee at the beginning of the meeting, not even really going to meetings when you can and, or, or the, you know, and helping out. Um, that's not a good, that's not being good. And so we, we must be good and we must be great. We cannot be good if we're, if we're running a, 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 a half-baked program, you know, half measures availed us nothing. Now I sound like I'm preaching a little bit and I apologize for that. I, I, I don't mean to cross talk or advice give, or sounds like a lot of advice and opinion giving, and I apologize. What I just mean to say is that let's have ordinary, I guess it's, it's let's have an extraordinary, ordinary life. Let's have a good and great life. Let's be both good and great, and let's be great in our goodness. We can do that right here at home through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and our programs of recovery. And you know, we should always remember that if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves are these extravagant promises we think not they are being fulfilled among us sometimes quickly sometimes slowly they will always materialize if we work for them god today please come into my head before i do and 
please bring your will into the minds of the listeners before they arrive at their self-will. God, help us to all be, help me to be an ordinary man. Help me to be a straight man in the sense of the word of righteous and straightness and authentic and genuine. Help me to deal fairly and honestly. Help me to be the kind of person that when I give my word, they know and I know it will never be broken. I was not always like this, God, and I, I have sinned and I am sorry and I apologize and I lay myself at your feet and I've laid myself at the feet of my brothers and sisters and Alcoholics Anonymous to find forgiveness, to find redemption, to find reckoning and to find hope. Amen.